The Heather McCoy Show. Joining us on the, from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest is our regular contributor, Robert Larson. Welcome to the show, Robert. Hello, Heather. Always uh, fun to do this. Oh, okay. Um, well, we connect via Skype, and uh, we don't have to panhandle to uh, get our connection because Skype is free, of course. But panhandling, it will be illegal in San Jacinto. Uh, when is that going to happen? Chamber of Commerce and the City Council, and they've got a a, a campaign called "Not a Dime More." <laughs> Not a dime. Like, it just sounds kind of creepy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Kind of Dickensian, uh, but it's just. Uh, it's like healthy forests and clean skies during the Bush era. Yeah, it, it just is uh, like it just has kind of a mean-spirited tone to it, but it's. I, I mean. Yeah, panhandling can be a problem, and we've all been beset by it, but it's, I mean, for the most part, it, it's, I don't think there are scammers out there, people that are just living, actually have a nice roof over their head and are just too lazy to work, and wow, I can drum up 30, 40, 50 bucks a day just by hitting people up for a buck. I, I don't think most people are doing that. I, I, I'm sure that's out there. Yeah. I think, I think most people are there there's some need they they've lost a job they're homeless they uh just you know need to make ends meet and uh so i don't ever i don't ever feel bad when i when i give somebody a dollar even if i think maybe the person didn't need it because you know i'm going to maybe leave a dollar in the tip jar at starbucks and maybe just go into starbucks is something i don't really need and things like that so if i've got extra money like that it doesn't really bother me to, uh, you know, give out a dollar here and there. And, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine that it's it's that crazy that people are, are swarming doing this to where you really got to step in and pass legislation against it. Yeah, is it a districted area where they're trying to clean up blight? Or is it like the whole city gentifying? Or is what's the, what would uh, Not a Dime More do? Uh, this would, uh, yeah, I mean, just make it illegal to be to panhandle in the entire city of San Jacinto. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, uh, you know, and this has been done in, in other cities, and I don't, I don't know what the the result is, but uh, um, it just seems like wow, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of issues out there, a lot of problems. Is this really a, um, something that needs to take up our energy? I mean, it reminds me of. Uh, they used to have vagrancy laws. I guess they still have them somewhere where it's just, it's illegal to uh, not have a home. It's basically, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? It, it, oh, we've seen you walking around town and you don't live anywhere and you're breaking the law and they can actually arrest you for it. It's just like sort of uh, making it illegal to be poor. Yeah, which I mean, I think a lot of people, I think that's one of the weird things is it seems like the rich are, Having a major backlash on the poor, whereas they are the ones that caused a lot of people to be poor. Yeah, yeah, and and it's always like they, they, there's this thing that oh fear that I'm being taken advantage of, and there's all these people out there that don't want to work and want to just take my money from me, and, and you know, which is so bizarre when you consider that 
the vast majority of, of government welfare goes to the very wealthy in the forms of, you know, corporate welfare and tax breaks. And it's billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. The people that are getting upset about panhandlers, I think for the most part, don't have a concern about all of the corporate welfare that goes on. Well, the fear of being taken advantage of, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, my dad is actually helping my brother build a, a redo a condo, which an insane cat woman just let it run to the ground. And uh, they're going now, they're done, and they're going through the uh, scrap materials that was used to fix the place up. And he's a, my dad, I heard him ranting about city workers might take some scraps from the project. And I'm like, so what if they do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, really, I don't really understand that mentality of this is mine and it's going to go to the dump right now and no one else is going to get it. Yeah, there, there seems to be a lot out there that nobody should get anything for, you know, quote, for free. And that it's, uh, I worked hard for this. Anyone else <laughs> should work hard for it as well. And then, and, and, and again, getting back to the, the, the fat cats who, most people don't seem concerned about there's this trend lately of where they they feel really put upon because i mean there's obviously the occupy wall street movement out there but there even president obama who, who's who's not a populist but he does make some of that uh rhetoric here and there of that the very wealthy should pay a little more and these people are now acting like victims <laughs> And yeah, yeah. Wow, we might have to pay like two percent more in tax. We might not get all our tax breaks, and we might have to pay the the same rate as middle class people. Yeah. And you know that sort of ties in with well, I I don't want to have to be uh, bothered by a, a panhandler when I get out of my car. And, <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I don't usually don't hand panhandlers money. I usually just give them fruit. Like, usually I have a banana or something with me just as a pick-me-up, and I'll just give them my banana that what I was going to eat. That's yeah, me, though. I think that's a better way to go, and I know a lot of people do that in that way. If the people are really needy, you've just given them some nutrition, and it's not a, a you know, if you give them cash, and sometimes they are... Uh, alcoholics and drug addicts and you're just feeding that habit yeah the hardest panhandler i think i've ever seen was he was on beach boulevard and he was facing the south side of beach boulevard and it was beach boulevard and edinger where Belladonna, the big uh shopping complex is now it well when it used to be the, when this happened it used to be the huntington beach mall and it, nobody was there and it was like a decrepit old area and this panhandler had one leg one was amputated, and he had army fatigues on, and he said, some, you know, he's just trying to get back to Georgia and uh, back home to Georgia. And um, I felt bad because the thing that I was conscious to do was I immediately went to the grocery store and gave him two bottles of water and, like, three bananas. But the thing I, I really should have done was um, I should have just tried to take him to the train station and buy him an Amtrak ticket because I had the money back then. And so sometimes I do feel, sometimes there's a panhandling panhandler that really gets my attention. I really want to help out. So I don't think it should be a crime. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree, and I think it, it's a, and you shouldn't let yourself get bothered or beat up by it. So then you just have to kind of let it go. Okay, this situation, I sort of felt that I could help this person. I did this for them, or this one. You know, I'm not feeling this is the time I should be giving. And then, but you you move on and you don't let it control your day and just try to put out. You know. Yeah. You can. Exactly. So going from panhandlers to the opposite side, people that can afford big monster trucks, uh, I guess you've seen a lot of those out there recently? Yeah, they're very popular out here in this sort of what they call the bro culture and these you know, big overgrown trucks. And what also is very popular out here is, uh, is sort of Christianist movement, and there are um, people that it's not necessarily a real crazy Christian fundamentalism. It's just sort of a more mellow variety for the most part, although there are the kind of crazy ones as well. But uh, they seem to be two different worlds. It's sort of like a uh, Christian world trying to stay away from the poison of the big city out here and uh, the, the the bro culture, <laughs> the big vehicles and the off-roading and the motorcycles. It seem like two different worlds, but occasionally you see a, a crossover, and, and it's, it's, it's amusing <laughs> to me. And I, I've seen uh, one I saw recently was a one of these huge trucks. It's uh, you, you know how Ford has the regular uh, uh, non-commercial trucks, like the F, what is it, 150 and the, the, the 250? And yeah. There are, are, are big rig trucks, but there's a one that I think Ford makes. It's kind of an in-between version, and it, it, it could almost qualify as a commercial truck, like you could hook a trailer onto it, but but it's definitely much more than a the pickup truck. And uh, But I saw it, and, and they're really, they're pretty impressive vehicles. For They're just big and huge and look like they can do a lot and, and, and whatever. You know, not that I'm necessarily into that, but they, it's an impressive-looking vehicle. And I saw one recently that the guy had spent all this money just painting it up beautifully and putting all these trick lights on it and everything under the floor, uh, underneath the car, like sort of uh, glowing neon lights and rims that were really amazing and all this stuff and it, but it had all of this uh jesus signage all over it and it praise and transform and save and salvation and, and all of this and it was uh, it was just an odd juxtaposition this, this, this huge piece of uh, machinery that uh, was amazing and that was sort of a an advertisement in and of itself, of consumerism and, and owning things and money, and but then having the message that it's about Jesus, and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> something doesn't add up. Would Jesus be buying huge monster trucks? Would that would that be what Jesus would be doing? And and uh, you know, being uh, spending money instead of giving it to the poor, it, it was a very odd extra, uh, juxtaposition, as I say. Uh, yeah, well, you know how like there's a secular phenomenon, and then the Christians have to have it too. So like. When there was corn out, then they had to come out with Christian corn. And then the guy from corn became a Christian and made the whole pot together. Um, so maybe that's just what you're, you're seeing is like the, the bro culture going Christian. Yeah, and it's like they try to get in on everything. And you remember the whole like Christian heavy metal movement. Yeah, Striper. Yeah. And it was just, I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny. Does, doesn't work. It, so anyways, one of the other funny Christian things, too, is um, apparently you saw a shirt that said global warming is a little bit better than burning for an eternity. 
Uh, they seem to think that the earth is uh, given to us by God to rape and pillage, and that's one of the reasons why we have such a standstill in the debate of uh, global warming. Yeah, yeah. I believe the exact phrase on, on this kid shirt that I saw was a little global warming is better than burning for eternity. That's right. And it's sort of like, what, being concerned about the environment is at odds with Christian doctrine, you know, and salvation. It just, it's, it's so bizarre. And and I, most Christians do not believe this way, but there, there is a, uh, an extreme strain that that thinks this, yeah, that the earth was put here by God for us to do as we wish, and that we shouldn't be concerned about saving it. If we're putting energy into saving the earth, it's like we're worshiping the earth, worshiping Mother Nature, <laughs> therefore we're not worshiping God. Very well said. Yeah, and it's it seems absurd, but uh, and and because you know most Christians don't believe this way. Yeah. That there is that extreme element, and uh, I'm sure there are quite a few of them in the Republican Party. But uh, yeah, it, it was just it, it was a teenage kid who probably didn't come up. I'm sure didn't come up with this on his own. Some parent told him that that's the way things were, and he was proudly wearing the shirt. Yeah. And on that note, thanks for the re your report from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest. Robert Larson is our regular contributor on the Heather McCoy Show. Thanks for being on the show, Robert. The Heather McCoy Show.